0: what's happening <laughs> shit i know something happening because everything's moving hey what's up everybody you're listening to the elevated sports podcast and this is eric sagala what's happening everybody it's eric sagala here's uh, the second episode of the elevated sports podcast with yours truly, eric sagala and I uh, just want to talk about a few things regarding uh well, we're about to approach the second preseason game, and uh, what we had seen from week one was very impressive by the Broncos, um, especially Drew Lock. I, I gotta say it, um, from what I had seen, uh, Drew Lock definitely did look like the better quarterback. I mean, uh, a lot of people want to argue what had happened throughout the week, but uh, we're not talking about practice here, alright? Where's Allen where's Iverson when you need him? Cause we ain't talking about practice, practice. No way, we're talking about an actual football game. Uh, obviously preseason games don't matter or anything like that. But what I what I saw from Drew Lock was, um, other than the accuracy, uh, the poise, his uh, second reads, his, you know, even him scrambling. I mean, that was a smart move. You know, he didn't look like uh, he was under, you know, any phantom, uh pressure or anything like that so he he stood in the pocket he did his he did his thing and uh one improvement i did see uh that was waiting for to really evaluate was his footwork and uh i had felt like that was his biggest issue was uh you know he just wasn't making those right throws because he was throwing off his back foot so that was great to see drew lock definitely did look like the better quarterback and i gotta say you know he won the day he won that game um and then a lot of people want to throw it back on, like, oh, you know, he didn't even play against the uh, starters or anything like that. You know, he, he he played against the second and third stringers. And I understand that. Um, but from what I had seen, uh, it, he did what he needed to do. You know, he did what you expected somebody uh, of that value to do. So good job on Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos for uh, pulling out a week uh, one preseason win. But one thing that was awesome, that was great to see, and that was our first overall pick, Patrick Sertan. Make it a huge defensive play, a pick six. Um, what a way to make an impact. And, uh, you know, it, it's great to see us start making these draft moves towards Alabama players, you know, with Jerry Judy and now Patrick Sertan. And uh, I feel like in the past we haven't made a whole lot of those uh, picks for that particular college but you know it's good to have those guys on our team because how many times do you see an Alabama player go to another team uh, that gets drafted and they just have an incredible career um, so far what we're seeing from my favorite running back Derrick Henry you know that that's what he's doing he's 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 going off 2,000 yards last year and uh, who knows what, what's going to happen this year uh, with that extra 17th game that's what I'm excited to see if he's available on my fantasy league, you best believe I'll I'll be picking Derrick Henry because he's my favorite running back. Him and Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook are probably my top three. Uh that I have. I mean I like I, I'm a big fan of Alvin Kamara. Uh it's kinda hard to say what's gonna happen with this offense now that uh they got Jameis Winston in that quarterback over uh, no more Drew Brees. You know, that's kinda sad. I, I was a big fan of Drew Brees and uh you know he retired, and, and just the way he was leaving that last uh, postseason game, he was just kind of like looking back, like hmm, this might be my, my last my last trip down here, and that's what it was. And then I thought, you know, that the same thing happened to Aaron Rodgers. That's why I thought the trade was going to happen, and it never did. And now we're just uh, here with this quarterback battle that doesn't really all that much feel like a battle. One big takeaway I had with the Broncos preseason one game was uh drew lock's maturity level you can't even tell that there's a uh quarterback competition going on because from what i saw drew lock and uh, teddy bridgewater right after teddy bridgewater came off the field from his series and uh they were talking about his drive and about the improvements and it just looked really good yeah it's just really good to see that because you know it just seems like it doesn't even feel like a quarterback competition because he just seems so calm so poised and the confidence never leaves Drew Locke. He's always just ready to roll. And you know, watching those games, uh, it's a, it, uh, well, game, it should definitely build confidence in any Bronco fan that uh, whoever they decide to go with the quarterback, you, you should feel confident in whoever they pick because I'm not trying to bash anything on Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater uh, didn't play very well, but he. He did play good enough and uh he did score a touchdown and look nice nice and uh it it was uh really great to see. Um to be honest, I mean I, I really don't care who they pick as a quarterback in a way you do. Uh as a Bronco fan, you would want them to go with Drew Lock and uh, really hope that Drew Lock has a full healthy season. Um so you can get that full evaluation on him. Uh so I mean whether it's a playoff season or not i mean it'd be great to see you know well is he the is he the answer at quarterback and then that would answer a lot of questions that a lot of bronco fans have had over the last three years because his rookie year we weren't able to see him he didn't um play until six games left of the season and he had a five one five and one record and uh that one loss was to the eventual super bowl champion kansas city chiefs so it was uh you know it, it wasn't that big of uh evaluation that you could do on him but those games i mean uh under rick scrang rick i have a hard time saying his name sometimes Rick Scangarello, um uh, under his offense he, he definitely shined and he looked good and uh and then they just kind of just let him go and they went with pat Shermer and uh, pat Shermer was quite questionable with his play call last year and uh in the 2020 season that was the season we were supposed to Really get that good evaluation. And uh, in week two, Drew Lock hurts his shoulder. And then we go with two other quarterbacks who were just, yeah, they, were, they weren't they were very good. Um, I don't think that was a Brandon Allen year. I think we had Jeff Driscoll and uh, Rippin. So, yeah, we didn't get that full season. And then there was a week where he was going to play against New Orleans. And the entire quarterback room got COVID. So they weren't able to do it. And so, I mean, he, we didn't get a chance to really see what he could do. And now we got this next coming season and now there's a quarterback competition and, uh, Drew, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is really pushing Drew Locke. And you really got to hope that, uh, Drew's gonna be the one that, okay, I got to take this serious and, uh, you know, take over because he's poised to, I mean, everything's kind of like in front of him to take over. He's just got to go out there and, uh and really just ball out so that's you know the the biggest question in Denver is definitely the quarterback position Um, for me I I would like to know what's going to happen in the middle linebacker position because we have Josie Jewell and uh, Alexander in there and uh, my only concern with them is that they have uh, coverage issues Um, they're not the best at zone or or man man man-to-man coverage so that's the really only question mark that you have with that defense You know, all the other positions are stacked. I mean, a lot of people are going to be surprised what Draymond Jones is going to do this year. Shelby Harris has already established himself as one of those great D linemen for our team. And, uh, I just can't wait to see him swap some more balls down because that's all I kept seeing last year. I mean, if you go back and you watch the highlights, you will notice a few names that are constant and, uh, I do remember Malik Reed, uh, when Von Miller was out, his name kind of popped up a lot, and then towards the end of the season, Bradley Chubb did, but he was coming back from an injury, and uh, just wanted to make sure he was taking it easy, and uh, that that's what I feel like is gonna happen with Cortland Sutton as well for coming back from his injury, but all the other positions are really stacked. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously Chubb and Von Miller, if they don't get over twenty sacks combined, you know, I personally will feel like that's a disappointment. But that's just uh, how high I, I rank Vaughn Miller. Von Miller is a beast. A lot of people haven't really talked about him who are covering the Broncos. All they have been saying is, uh, you know, he looks like Vaughn. He looks like Vaughn. Well, last year he looked like Vaughn. And, uh, he got hurt in practice and, yeah, he was out for the rest of the year during one of those freak accidents. So it, it, it's kind of hard to see what's going to happen. Um, you just hope that he comes back and he's, he's just ready to go and uh you know he's gone I hope to god because it's been quite some time I mean that 2016 year he was good 2017 he was pretty good and then you start to see the decline I think uh 2018 was him and Bradley Chubb's only full season together and uh you would expect their numbers to be a lot higher and then in 2019 obviously um Von Miller, or, uh, Bradley Chubb got hurt. Then the following year, Von Miller got hurt. So, you, you, hope, you hope that we get to see them both together getting ready to, uh, you know, rock some quarterback heads. And, uh, that, that'll be fun. Because I, I just love, I'm a big fan of the pass rush. And, uh, the Broncos have had that history of just having some great pass rushers that make some huge plays when it matters most. Another name that, uh, constantly kept up, popping up when, uh, Whenever, you know, defensive plays by the Broncos happened was Justin Simmons, obviously. I mean, he's one of the best. I feel like Cream Jackson has potential to be on Justin Fields' level. Or, sorry, Justin Simmons' level. God. Shows you where my head is. Constantly thinking about that Justin Fields. What could have been? Nah, he's going to be a draft bust. Him and Mac Jones? Phew. Nah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm just a bitter... Bitter fan Look at, at that point, just kind of looking at it that way. Um, I was hoping we were going to go after a quarterback this year because a lot of people were feeding that into me during the offseason. You know, we need quarterback. Biggest question mark is the quarterback position. Why just just answer it with drafting one? And that's what a lot of people thought was going to happen, but uh, obviously it didn't. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, Drew Luck from what I saw, you know, hey, that'll be fun. If he if he turns out to be the answer for the Broncos, I can't wait to see what his career is going to happen. But this is basically it for him. If he doesn't make it this year, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Is he going to be a journeyman? Backup? You know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, because you could look back at, at uh, Paxton Lynch. When he went out for the Broncos and, uh, you know, they were trying to give it to him, but Simeon was right there and he was taking over and. You just felt turmoil all around the league, and you're like, "Oh no, this is this is the worst thing that could happen to us," and it is. I think he was on the uh, he was backing up Russell Wilson one season, and then next thing you know, he's he's no longer in the NFL, and now he's uh, with uh, Canada, their football league, the Saskatchewan Rough ride Rough Riders. So uh, yeah, interesting stuff. So. And, and I feel like it is easier if uh, Drew Locke doesn't work out. Then you could easily just fall back on Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, then that could be, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, trying to make predictions and that sort of thing is, is always kind of hard. Uh, my whole thing is, is I hope that uh, the Broncos really, you know, make themselves, you know, a surprise to a few people. Um, not really sure where the running game is gonna go. Um, obviously we have uh, Melvin Gordon, and uh, they have just uh, they just drafted Devonte Williams, or Javante Williams, and uh, from what I saw with Javante Williams in his uh, college career, he was uh that guy was a beast. I mean, he was just rolling people over. He was a freight train, and he was. Running with anger—that's awesome to see because I don't see running backs quite like Javante Williams anymore. Like maybe Derrick Henry's a physical running back, but uh I'm not so sure I've seen him really just throw the shoulder in and just make some big plays, kind of like the way Javante Williams has done. So I, I, I'm really hoping that Javante Williams just ends up taking over the starting position and he's the premier back. Because it would be great to have somebody like that. And you know what's another great thing? Is that he wears the number 33. And another cool thing is that out of the four major professional teams here in Denver, you have the Rockies, you have the Broncos, you have the Avalanche, and you have the Nuggets. Three out of those four teams have had the number 33 retired. Therefore, they have uh, essentially created uh, the 33 Club. I actually think um, 33 for the Rockies has yet to be retired, but that is going to be in sometime in September, I believe. I think it's like September 19th. I'll have to go back and check. But uh, yeah, Larry Walker will have his number retired at the uh, end of this season for him. And that's awesome because when I was a kid growing up, didn't know much about the Rockies, but, uh, one name that was always, you could always tie in with the Rockies was Larry Walker. Larry Walker. He was, uh, I mean, he was the man. I mean, he was, uh, just had all these accolades and, uh, he was a home run champion, I believe, a couple of years, I think like 97 and maybe one in early 2000. I don't remember. Uh, but, Larry Walker was yeah he was phenomenal and it's great to see him and his number getting retired and uh it's well deserving because uh I remember the first time I ever uh, went to a game it was late 90s maybe it's kind of hard to remember it's like 98 probably uh, but yeah first Rockies game and hearing the name Larry Walker constantly um, so it's really great because that's like somebody you hear from your childhood and then they end up he finally made the hall of fame which is crazy because i don't know he was like a finalist for a couple of years and uh now look at him he's uh, in the baseball hall of fame he's getting his number t- retired by the rockies that's epic so i'm happy to see that probably gonna try and find a, a way to watch that because i've yet to decide if i wanted to go to a rockies game now that I have a daughter, I do want to take her to a Rockies game, but I think i about waiting until she's old enough to actually remember it so she has a little more appreciation. But, uh, yeah, other than him, you have the Avalanche, who have retired number 33 with Patrick Waugh. And Patrick Waugh was just one of the greatest goalies of all time. Go back and look at his numbers and the amount of saves and games that he has under his belt is... It's almost untouchable I think uh the uh the guy from Vegas he was uh he's pretty close on reaching that but I think he still got a ways so with that I mean Patrick wall was definitely a big part of my childhood I mean I remember when the was won the second one I was a bit young for the first one I think it was like five. I don't really remember the 96 season, but uh, I I do remember that it was uh, quite sensational. Everybody was talking about the Avalanche, and the Avalanche was the team that brought Colorado its very first championship before the Broncos or Nuggets, so that's crazy. Speaking of the Nuggets, their number 33 was uh, their first superstar that they ever had, and that was uh, David Thompson, Skywalker. You know, he was great, and he's also one of those great what-could-have-been type of players. He did have a drug problem, but he was uh, one hell of a player. I mean, you can go back and re-watch highlights, and sadly, there's more highlights of him than there is of Alex English, who was the Nuggets all-time scorer and one of the best players of the 80s. But with David Thompson, I mean, there was a reason why he was called Skywalker. He's the man that inspired Michael Jordan, if you don't know. And, uh, you know, he, he was terrific. Um, uh, I'm just saying that based off of highlights that I've seen, I ain't that old. haven't seen going, I haven't been around for those games, but, uh, I mean, it'd be great. I do what I can to go see that. Um, so yeah, those are the three 33 club <laughs> guys that I have anointed. So yeah, the 33 club, that's Larry Walker, Patrick Waugh, and, uh. David Thompson, so that was, uh, that's the 33 club, and uh, now that's why I'm just kind of like hoping that Javante Williams is going to be like one of the best running backs that have ever played for the Broncos, you know, just because I can be like, yo, the 33 club is complete, <laughs> um, that'd be exciting, so I'm rooting for Javante Williams, I'm rooting on Drew Locke, I'll root on Teddy Bridgewater if he's named the starter, and uh, that's where the preview comes into play um, what's gonna happen in this week too we're gonna see what Teddy Bridgewater can do against the number ones because yeah uh, I mean Teddy Bridgewater went up against then what number threes, number two something like that against Minnesota so now we're going up against Seattle's number one and that'll be a huge test I mean you got Jamal Adams out there so you pretty sure you got Bobby Wagner and uh, we'll see what happens That's a a fierce defense. And, uh, you know, the Seahawks have had better years, and uh, they're kind of like on a downfall. It's kind of hard to see what's going to happen with that team overall, I guess. Uh, Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. I mean, he's still going to make those wild plays. And they're going to make a strong playoff push, as they do year after year. DK Metcalf is one of the best wide receivers I've seen in a while, um, he's just kind of that dominant physical wide receiver who just goes out and makes those, some of those big plays, so I'm a big DK Metcalf fan, and, uh, I mean, that's all I can say about their offense, I mean, those two guys are just the, the reason why they're so good, the defense, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, Jamal Adams, they just signed him to a huge deal, so that'll be good for them, and, uh, to see how his career—I don't know—he's he, kind of like one of those prima donna players, you know. He, he kind of like requested a trade, and uh, I just have a problem with with those type of players. I mean, you get drafted by a team that's the team that that trusts you and took a chance on you, and uh, you're just gonna give up on them that easy. Could you imagine how many players' career go a different route if they continue? You know, if they do that all the time it's just kind of funky they're trying to turn the NFL into the NBA in a way uh with the old Aaron Rodgers situation I would like to see that for the Broncos to get Aaron Rodgers but then again I mean the NBA is kind of messed up in that way sort to speak because ugh, how many super teams can you have in the NBA you don't even make the, the league that fun when it's always the same teams going to the playoffs and going to the championships year after year. That's why I loved the finals this year. The Bucks and Suns? Are you kidding me? You can't get any better than that. You can't get any uh, original than that. That was exciting to watch because you didn't hear the name LeBron. You didn't hear the name Steph. You didn't hear the name Kevin Durant. And it was just like, oh, this is refreshing. This is new. And boy, oh boy. Giannis... And that the is just one, one beast of a player, and I do hope that Jokic uh, ends up following in his footsteps there. So uh, that that'd be exciting. And speaking of which, the Nuggets uh, did wrap up their summer league, and uh, saw some promising things. You know, you saw some dominating moments by Bulbo. You just hope to see him play a little more better defense. Um, just after that has been his biggest concern throughout his career is you know how well is he on defense it's just you don't you just you just don't see it uh i mean he puts his arm up he's tall he's lengthy there's sometimes where he just swats balls but over on the perimeter i don't see him making that you know bringing that pressure and you need that because we can't just keep getting torched on threes because that's one thing that i've noticed with the nuggets is we just allow anybody to shoot a three there's no pressure. I mean, Gary Harris was that defensive player who always brought that pressure on the perimeter. But now that he's gone, you know, it's just uh, we lost one of our key defensive players. Then again, he was getting hurt constantly, and that was ultimately his downfall, if you ask me. I do miss Gary Harris. Had a Gary Harris jersey, but uh, it, ripped. you know, fell apart on me. What can you do? Gary Harris, though, he was definitely one of my favorite defensive players, and he was one of our longer tenured Nuggets. Now we have Will Barton and uh, Jokic. I think are now our longest tenured. So uh, I mean the 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 whole team overall is still a playoff team no matter what happens. Uh, I think Michael Malone is just one great coach. And, uh, he has the ability to bring this team to a championship again, or <laughs> bring it. To, he has the ability to bring this team to its first championship. There I said it. Um, championship again yeah the Nuggets have never won unfortunately um remember as a kid growing up was like Nuggets suck they don't have anything and my dad's like oh they have an ABA championship I have actually looked into that they do not have an ABA championship they made an ABA appearance in 1976 but eventually lost to the uh Brooklyn Nets Julius Irving I should know I watched the uh, series well there's only like three games available but I did watch them including the one where uh you saw the nets win so i would just love i mean we finally got our first mvp with nikola jokic that's epic that never happens i was so happy when he won mvp i was just cloud nine i was top of the moon man i was uh kind of like getting choked up you know because something like that historic happens especially with the nba all the superstars you know that's awesome. Great job for Jokic. Can't wait to see what this Nuggets happen or what this Nuggets season brings. Can't wait to see uh Bones out there, man. Uh, I mean I saw uh it's great to see uh Bones Highland out there. Um you know, and and there was a few games where I think, you know, he, he uh definitely had great production. I think he had like a couple of sixteen point games, uh and he missed the first game for some reason. I don't know why, but uh he looked promising. Him and Bobo, uh, they were really the only two that were really doing anything, uh, in all honesty. So, I-, I hope Bobo works on his defense. It's kind of hard to say. Um, I just, That was what I was hoping for last year, and that's why he didn't play at all. Um, Michael Malone was very concerned about his uh, defensive abilities and what he could have done. So... You know, you just, you just hope that they, uh, they, they get what they need to do. Um, outside of that, I mean, uh, it should be a great season. I can't wait for it to start. Um, I think it's coming up actually pretty soon. I think sometime in November. So you only get like a couple of months break, uh, but then we try and get all of the teams and schedules back to its normal, normal layouts. Um, and speaking of which, uh, one league is finally coming back after being gone for a whole year. Um I'm actually a big fan of lacrosse and uh I've always been a big fan of the, uh, the NLL, National Cl- Lacrosse League. And uh my favorite team oh is uh the uh, Colorado Mammoth. Huh, figure that. <laughs> um the Mammoth, yeah, I mean th- they are fun to watch. Um I have not watched the last couple of seasons though. Um there was a whole issue with uh, altitude tv and uh some places you still can't watch altitude tv but uh luckily for me i have access to an altitude account that i can uh, be able to watch it through DirecTV. so i mean that's good so i'll try and watch a few more games this year they start at the end of december mid-december i think it's like december 19th is uh when the league comes back and uh you know i kind of miss it you can go back and watch some highlights on youtube and uh of previous games or whatever but you know that that's really great to see um that the whole leagues come back because I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be a an NFL fan and all of a sudden your whole season is turned upside down because there's no NFL season I mean it's close they got and uh I mean some leagues they just kind of like stopped completely and just shortened their seasons dramatically so it's great to see everything kind of come back to normal so, uh, I can't wait for that to happen. The Avalanche, you know, it's going to be a fun season. Um, got to get back to the playoffs. Got to get past the second round. We got to make it to the Stanley Cup. Uh, the, the Avalanche is so close. I mean, the the, the, the the members are there. I mean, they have the talent. Um, things are going to be a little questionable with the, the new goalie that we have. Is The dude from uh, the Coyotes. So we'll see how he does and how he steps up into that role, filling in for Grubauer, who uh, ended up leaving to go to Vegas. So, um, then a game you just want somebody to steal a game for you, somebody not to allow any goals. And uh, Grubauer looked good in a couple of games, but he still allowed a f- way too many goals for my liking. So uh, hopefully the Abs come back and uh, do what they need to do. Another. Uh, Team I'm thinking about uh, is the Rockies. So we got the Rockies here, and uh, one of the great home teams I've ever seen, and then one of the worst road teams I have ever had to sit there and witness. Because watching a Rockies game, I'm telling you right now, only watch them when they're at home. They might pull off with like a miracle lonesome win on the road against a, you know, decent team or. Somebody that's going to give them a run for their money. Like, San Diego, I can't believe we beat San Diego three times in a row, but they were all home. Um, so it's just it's just crazy the way this team works. And uh, I think that they're going to get rid of Trevor Story at the end of the year. And uh, sad is some people are still wanting him to uh, return. I, I just don't see it happening. We messed up. We, we should have signed him. We should have done what we could have done to... Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say with the Rockies. Who knows what the Montforts are doing? They're kind of burning the team, just bearing it down down to the foundation, and uh, who knows what's gonna happen. I'm tired of seeing this. You know, you want the Rockies to actually uh, be a contender, but I don't think they've ever had a winning season in their twenty-some year history, and then that's pretty. It's pretty upsetting. So, I just hope that the uh, the Rockies. Uh, I don't even know. Erman Marquez, that's all I can say. Great pitcher. Uh, watch it for him. Yeah. Because everybody else, I mean, all the things that Trevor Story is doing, all these home runs, uh, feel like it's all for nothing. CJ Crone though, has looked pretty good. I mean, I think he's had a home run in the last three three matchups that they've had. So, I mean, it's great to watch him just kind of go out there and perform well. Um basically all i have it can't wait to see what's gonna happen with the uh, broncos uh, on saturday so that should be exciting game's gonna be like way late eight o'clock p.m here in mountain standard time and uh yeah just hoping that uh you know steady teddy does what he needs to do you know it'd be awesome to see teddy ridgewater go out there and sling it and just make huge plays and score a couple of touchdowns like the way drew lock did if he does, then, hey, he takes over that starting position. And if he just plays steady and then Drew, Drew Locke goes out there and he throws a pick, then, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater still gets it, because I feel like whoever makes a mistake is uh, probably going to lose the the quarterback position. And uh, sounds like uh, Vic Fangio is close to making his pick, so we can't wait to see what's going to happen there. This has been Eric Sagala here at uh, Denver, Colorado, and... Uh, Hope you guys all stay elevated, and uh, can't wait to catch you up on the next show. If you ever want to get any notifications, you can always follow me on Twitter. And that's going to be at elevated underscore Sigala. Last name spelled S-I-G-A-L-A. And uh, if you also want to catch me up on Instagram, I do have a page uh, kind of dedicated to local sports um, history here in Colorado. Um, that's Elevated Sports Community um and i'll also post up uh notifications there as well about uh, the upcoming podcast and uh hopefully get a few subscribers and y'all can listen and uh can enjoy all the fun that we all gonna enjoy so yeah i yeah i can't wait to hear you and uh, uh everybody out there just stay elevated stay healthy stay safe and uh continue to do your thing god bless This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.